property, housing, skills, this revolution, stock fair for every rural blockchain, crypto, women, wealth, and wealth, this is heaven, revolution, good cost, we are coming for everything. Welcome to Stockfeller Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Sale Salingolo. I'm so excited to be bringing to you one of our fresh, fresh episodes about everything Stockfellers. Today, we have an amazing guest. We have the CEO of the National Stockfell Body of South Africa, Tolani Matthews. Welcome to the Stockfell Revolution. So glad to be here with you as our first guest, uh, Tolani. How are you today? No, I'm well, Palisa. Um, and thanks for inviting us. I'm so, so, so happy that uh, some of the conversations that we have had privately are going to be so accessible to so many people now that they can actually see what uh, the stock fell mean today. What does it mean to be in a stock fell, to be a stock fell member in this day and age uh, compared to in the, in the past and, and most importantly, where we are going. But before we get to the serious stuff, I just want to know, how did you get involved with Stockfells? What is your Stockfell story? Yeah. No, thank you again, Palisa. I think I, I have my own Stockfell story, but I think even before it became my story, it was firstly a family story. Because I, I grew up with my mother, for example, who was a serial Stockfeller since there's a, a term like that now. Mm. She, she, she you know, got herself involved in many stock fells, from grocery to funeral stock fell, burial stock fell, to saving stock fell, you know. And I think that's where I pick up the culture also as well, to say this is a vehicle for us as black people, you know, to do many things. You know, as you know, stock fells have, different stock fells have different purposes. And, and then it migrated for me picking up from my own mother. Then I started being involved, firstly, with Stockfells that she was part of. And eventually, then I started, you know, becoming Stockfells, I mean, being part of Stockfells that either I formed or people that were close to me had formed. And today, we part, I'm part of at least three Stockfells, including a family Stockfell. So I guess, like I said, it started as a journey, uh, as a journey, as a family stock fell, it became a personal stock fell, but it also going, it went back to a family journey as well, and up until where we are today. That's what I love the most about stock fell uh, stories, because especially as black people, we all have some kind of stock fell story, whether it's indirectly or directly. Uh, we all have uh, encountered a stock fell of some sort, and that is influence how we stock fell or how we relate uh, to the initiative uh, right now. So, Tonani, uh, you are a professional. You are a very educated person. Out of everything you could have done, uh, why did you choose to work with stock fells, uh, especially because they, uh, they're usually not associated uh, with uh, professionals like yourself? Yeah. I think for me, like I said earlier on, it was a it was a family journey, then a family, then a personal journey, and then a family journey again. 
But then if you take that journey again further, it became, for me at least, it became a national journey, you know, where I felt, you know, for example, when I was doing my articles towards the end, we used to speak as, you know, as, as, as future accountants, and we used to say, as black people, we need to take charge of the economy, you know. And for us to do that, we needed a vehicle. And almost all of us, we appreciated that Stockfell's played that vehicle for us as black people. At least Stockfell has the potential of being that vehicle for us as black people. So I think it resonated over time. And as I grew up and I became an investment banker, etc., it kept on lingering to me that I ought to play a bigger role into this agenda that every one of us has been speaking of. So that's when then I left an investment banking salary to join this national stockfell body of South Africa permanently, because I felt that quite a lot of us, you know, they, we end up only talking about this journey, but none of us are willing to jump into the fire and actually start making the actual difference. So yes, that's, that's how really I started getting involved. And of course, it was not an easy journey, still not easy, uh, uh, an easy journey, because you're trying to introduce a culture, so to speak, where Stockfells shouldn't just be seen as a temporal thing, but also be seen as a long-term, trying to fuse in that long-termism within Stockfells without necessarily undermining uh, the, the, the Stockfells that want to do 12 months, etc. But um, yeah, so, so that's how really the journey came, where I find myself being involved in Stockfell in the fashion that I'm involved in now. Mm, that's very inspiring. I always say there's been a lot of talk shop and a lot of talks when it comes to Stockfells can do this, Stockfell can do that. I've always been a, 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 a one to become part of Stockfell initiatives where people actually do uh, rather than more than talking. And I'm hoping mm -hmm. with this podcast, one of the things that you're going to be trying to do is that uh, the insights we're going to get from here, the practicality of it, we need to come. And if we are saying we want to be successful in this industry as a tool to use in information sharing and in knowledge uh, sharing, we need to make sure that what we say we are going to do. And what a great example that you are saying that you were just tired of talking about it and really wanted to practically uh, do something about it, which really brings me back then to to the question then that what is exactly uh, NSBSA does um, in terms of Stockfells? As the CEO there, would you please just tell us what does the NSBSA do? Yeah. If you, if, you, if you allow me, Palisa, let me just start from where we started as, as NSB and where we are today. So NSB started um, in 2010, you know, during the frizzy and the excitement of the World Cup. At the time, I was working at the Development Bank of Southern Africa. So we as a group of uh, professionals, you know, so naturally there you will find generally lawyers, you know, accountants, and finance specialists in general. So we put together our cars, and we approach one of the big uh, insurance companies to say, can you insure us as a group, as opposed to us going individually? 
So when we approached them, and we were quite amazed of the discounts that they gave us because we were coming our thirty of us uh, approaching them to say, can you can you can you can you insure us? So from those discounts, uh, we realized that we could. If I make an example, there was a lady who was paying two thousand two hundred in her vehicle, and that uh, from from that uh, package, we were able to reduce it down to eight hundred rand. And then we then realized that we needed. But now, because there's a saving, uh, we realized that we needed to find a long-term vehicle that we can now start to bank these savings. Mm. Um, but then it sparked now a reality for us to say, if we are going to be doing that, we need to make sure that compliance, we tick all the boxes. Mm. And when we started to now to look into compliance, we realized that we, stock fares are regulated. Many, many people living today are not aware that stock fares are regulated. So when we realized that, we then uh, started approaching the Reserve Bank, um, banking supervision at the time, and then they, they advised us on how we can get our stock fares to be registered. However, there was no organization, at least at the time, that was available to get us to be registered, to be a legitimate stock fail, if I may put it that way. And, and fast forward to today, uh, we then had to apply to the Reserve Bank to say, can we be that body that registers stock fail, that assists stock fails to be registered? And uh, 2012, two years, almost two years later, we got that approval from the Reserve Bank, uh, which basically then made us as National Stockfield Body of South Africa to be an accredited Reserve Bank uh, Stockfield Regulating uh, Organization. That's how really it started, and that's where we are now um, as a regulator. But because we realized that when you are a regulator, you are seen as a police, mm. you know, policing software. We then had to say, we do not, it's not an idea for us to say Stockfield must join us for the sake of compliance only. We took it further to say, let's find a reason why Stockfield must go and look for us because we've got benefits behind them if they, if we've got benefits for them if they join us as our members. We then put together a package of those benefits to then, you know, to encourage stockpiles to join us. But of course, for them, for them to qualify for those benefits, we made sure that they first, we make sure that they first qualify or they are eligible to be stockpiled as defined by the bank act exemption. Okay. So that's the journey, really. That's how, and, and that's where we are now as, as, a, as, a, as a regulating body. Uh, thank you very much. I'm so glad that you touched on regulation and compliance. A lot of people uh, are not aware that um, uh, there is bodies that you can register with as a stock fell for compliance and you can belong. There's also this pushback. I'm, I'm not sure whether to call it a pushback or something that makes people don't not want, especially stockfell people, not want to belong to, to, to associations. Um, I'm not sure if... Um, is it an exposure thing? Is it uh, not getting inside things? And uh, from the public, let's say from somebody that is not even interested in stock files, um, it's still seen as a just uh, self-regulating uh, social 
groups where people can do whatever they want and that's why they are so mm. uh, they can be uh, so many scams uh, involved in so my question then is uh, uh, correctly according to compliance uh, are stock sales regulated in your definition yeah, so, so like I said earlier on, when we approach the Reserve Bank, we realize that Stockfell actually has an act. There's an act that is specifically for Stockfells, which is called, which is the Bank Act exemption on, on Stockfells. Um, it, it is not a very hard and a very com cumbersome um, um, uh, regulation. I think the main reason really behind, or, or rather the main characteristics of that regulation were done such that um, it basically defines Stockfell as we know Stockfell mm -hmm. to be, uh, with the aim and the hope of really isolating the schemes that are undesirable, such as the pyramid schemes, etc. So when they define Stockfell in terms of that regulation, uh, they, they really went to the ground and defined what is a Stockfell, you know. Uh, so yes, they are regulated in that sense, but what that act also requires of Stockfells, which is the main really uh, ingredient, if I may call it that, of that act, is that they then required Stockfells to be registered with a, with a, a self-regulating organization such as NSPSA. Um, and, and the advantage, of course, of Stockfells, if they register with us, is that we take them through one, the regulation, um, we remind them. I don't want to say we educate them, we remind them that they have to continue to operate as it is. And if they start going outside of what a stock fair is normally defined in the public, then they have to, then they have a, 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 an opportunity to approach us so that we can advise them if they are now going outside of the ambit of that regulation. So that's really what uh, the, the biggest advantage of that act and also the advantage of being a member of uh, NSPSA. But I must say, uh, Palisa, we generally do not like to speak to Stockfell and ask them to join us merely for compliance. We want them, we will try to give them much more reason why they must. We understand that Stockfell generally are informal and they want to remain informal. And we want to allow them also to continue to remain, to, make, to remain informal. The only thing that we're saying, if we speak with one voice under the ambit of the National Stockfell Body, then we are able to increase even the benefits that they have. Even if it's a Stockfell of uh, grocery, because they, we are speaking, if we speak to them with a, a, a supermarket, we are able to speak to them, uh, I mean, to the supermarket and ask them to give discount to their stock fair. It's a simple, simple example. But of course, there's much more uh, benefits of speaking with one voice, mm. uh, which is mainly and mainly what is what we are offering stock fair when you say, come to us. We are here to listen to what you want us to go and represent you. Uh, because when you speak to them, even when you speak to the reserve bank, we speak on behalf of stock fair. Mm. We don't. Uh, it's not the other way around where we speak to the stock fell on behalf of the reserve bank. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the other way around. So when, we, when they join us, then we become their mouthpiece, but then they give us what is it that they want us to represent them on. Well, uh, viewers, as you have heard, first and foremost, listen out of this podcast, number one, stock fells are regulated.
Uh, continuing our conversation with Kulani here, while we are still on regulation, before we even get into the benefits of belonging into an association as a stock fell as you, let's talk about generally in terms of, um, I know I, I get this question a lot, in your definition, and um, under your organization as, uh, as appointed by the Reserve Bank, what is the simplest definition of a stock fell, a legit, genuine stock fell definition? Yeah, I think I'm going to default to how the Act defines the stock fell. Okay. And I'm going to pick up just one uh, phrase that they use. There has to be a common bond. And, and, and another phrase that they also I can steal from there is that it has to be people, to, to be people who drive towards a, a, a common purpose, you know. So those two terms, obviously, they speak to each other. I, we can work together unless we are going to the same destination. So before you even belong to a stock fair, you need to make sure that you know where they are going. And if you know where they are going, then you become part of them. So when you define stock fail, you have to first make sure that you, we, we, you, you identify that there's a common bond. So, so if you look, for example, they define a couple of stock fail types. If, 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 if I was to uh, give you a couple of examples, there's a grocery stock fail. It's much simpler. Mm -hmm. We know that we are putting money together so that at the end of the year, which will, would have been defined, um, we, we buy groceries. So that's simple. Common bond grocery. That's a common bond grocery. And then there's a rural society, which is also a stock fair. And, and again, the, the common bond is that when someone is passed on, we assist to bury that person. That's a common bond. You know, I can go on. What you find now is obviously the investment stock fairs, mm -hmm. which, is, which, which is getting more and more uh, aggressive on the ground. And again, there, the common bond is we have to identify an asset, we have to identify a business that to invest into, and then that becomes a common bond. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the stock fail and defining a stock fail, it's basically that. You have to have a common bond, and you as the group of people would have sat down and defined a common bond. So, and, and we take it from there. So if I say my, 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 my common bond is I just want to make money out of stock, or I just want cash, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking this question from the, the, the last popular scam that came, the WhatsApp group uh, stock fell. Uh, they could have argued and said they have a common bond in uh, giving each other money. Where do we draw the line if we are saying we all just want to make money? That's our common bond. Where do we draw the line in terms of common bond uh, by definition when it comes to scams like that? Yeah, uh, I, I guess... By saying common bond, you, you, it has to be very clear to everyone. And it has to be fair to everyone. And on top of that, when I contribute 100 rand and you contribute 100 rand, the benefits that we get out of that must be the same. You know, I think most of the, what the, the I don't know the details of the WhatsApp stock fair, but generally when there is a, a pyramid scheme, you will find that we are not equal members. You, if you are there before me, you are you are going to get your your your, your cash out of, of that scheme before me, and before me, before I cash out, I need to do certain things, uh, getting other people mm -hmm. to join in, etc. Now that becomes very uh, you know gray area in terms of what is the common bond mm -hmm. here, because 
the common bond was defined too broad. So it needs to be very clear. In fact, if, even if I go back to the, to, to, to the Bank Act, it also defines what are these activities that can be defined within a common bond. I made an example of the grocery, the burial, et cetera, the investment. Those are defined in the Act. So if you are going to be doing a WhatsApp stock fair that does not define what is it that you are going to do to get cash out of it, then it, it takes away. But also, stock fairs are generally democratically ran. You know, I don't want to go as far as saying it has to be with people that you know, even though I know the act almost implies that, mm -hmm. that it has to be people that you know, people who are your colleagues, people who are your neighbors in the community, etc. I would dare say in our time, especially now looking at COVID, and especially now looking at the platforms that are available, mm -hmm. I would say technology. As long as the common goal is clearly defined and is understood by everyone, and as long as the stock fails, it is, is able to meet regularly, and we know, we can always identify who are the members. We know how many members are there. And it's not a short-term thing where I come in this month, the next mm -hmm. month I've cash out and I've left. Then it's no longer a stock fail, it becomes something else. Mm -hmm. Whereas a stock fail, it has to be long-term, it has to be defined. A, a common bond that we all work towards, mm -hmm. not one person cashing out and disappearing, mm -hmm. which is mainly what you'll find with those schemes. You said something very important earlier about uh, representing stock fells and having one voice. So there's one thing that I've really experienced with working with stock fells over, over the past seven years is how each group works in silos or in their corner. And that's why we haven't used our common uh, collective power to achieve all these great things that everybody keeps on talking about, that we can buy your pick and pays, if we all can come together, we can do this, can do this. That uh, cannot be done necessarily by one stockfell. Stockfells needs um, uh, to work together. So my question uh, towards that, Tolani, uh, would be, what is uh, the benefit of belonging to an association as yours as a stockfell in, 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 in really uh, making a success of this thing that we really want to do? I know I'm one of the people that want stockfells to collaborate for bigger economic participation. How, how can your organization such as yours uh, 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 make that possible in a way? Uh, because um, we are too scattered as Dogfell groups. Um, uh, so our power is not strong enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, let me start by saying, firstly, it's, it's work in progress. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as we're saying we are working towards it, then it, for us, it's, it's possible. But where we are now, we, 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 what, we, what I've indicated earlier on, we identify benefits that we believe will draw Stockfell to join us. Now, with those benefits, are, we, we said once Stockfell has joined us and became our member, uh, we offer some uh, funeral benefits. For a formalized funeral cover with an underwriter to make sure that we have a very transparent and a consistent payment to all the members. So, so that's the first one. But we also have a partnership that could offer, you know, blood banking platforms uh, with Stockfeller, um, where we also encourage Stockfeller to utilize those platforms. Uh, we also have a bank card ourselves, which is branded NSBSA, uh, and we're working in partnership with the, with the, with the Standard Bank with that one. And, and we have also a couple of airtime discounts 
uh, that we stockpiles are able to 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 capitalize through, and and I said it's work in progress. So every time and almost every year we have more people that are coming wanting to offer stockpiles some form of partnership with stockpiles through us. So so those are the benefits that we're working on, and also next year we'll be starting with the national uh, stockpile award, um, where again we. We're trying to get Stockfell to, you know, to be in one place at, at, at a given time so that we can also encourage this culture further of stockfelling. Mm -hmm. um, so, so the list is, is really uh, still developing and it's becoming more and more and more. But, I, and, and I don't know if you're going to ask me this because I know you're part of this project. Beyond just the normal benefit that you are offering, we also gone as far as saying let's identify uh, uh, certain stockfells, and we said with those stockfells we want to offer them to be part of part of our governance in terms of board uh, membership. Um, so, in addition to the stockfells uh, that are represented in our governance, uh, we are now identifying more stockfells. That will also be part of that, and those stockpiles will also be will also be distributed with some percentage share into the organization, etc. Now it's it's quite a, an interesting an opportunity that the board approved early this year. Uh, still work in progress, um, but we so far I think we 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 have a good chance of getting stockpiles to be really uh, you know organized under one umbrella, and then we we'll take the world from there. And that's how we truly can really move into a progression of this revolution of stockfells. Uh, because honestly, uh, uh, one stockfell can only do so much. And there are great stockfells out there that are doing amazing things uh, in the economy that have really found a sweet spot, whether it's funding businesses, whether it's acquiring uh, property, whether it's investing in the JSE, whether it's even social impact in terms of education and helping communities that they are in. So uh, we are in a mission of making Stockfells work together, and we're going to need all the partnerships that we can get together. So, Olani, as the podcast is called The Stockfell Revolution, there's so much revolving that is happening around Stockfells uh, currently. Um, Stockfells are really stockfelling differently right now, and they're doing big things um, with the model. Um, it's, it's more than just um, helping each other now. It's funding uh, businesses. It's crowdfunding. It's helping entrepreneurs. It's investing. And these things are the things that Stockfells are actually doing them, themselves. How, how, what do you think of this current uh, revolution that is happening among Stockfells? And how do you think uh, it can still uh, uh, be a success in terms of, uh, of where Stockfells are going in the future? Yeah, thank you again, Palisa. And, and, you know, I like this question because it gives us an opportunity to really debunk some of the myths around uh, the new wave of stockfells. So it is true that there is more and more stockfells now that want to invest. And we as a body do encourage that. Um, so now what you find is that it will be a lot of professional people, you know, who are saying we don't want to just look at the short term of stock failing, but we want to do the long term. And, and like I said, we encourage that. 
But the myth that I think is important for us to be debunked is that when you do investment stock fails, there is no need for you to do the other stock fails that are short-term, if I may call it that. When you really look at it, um, when you do investment stock fail that invest in businesses, you want to start businesses, you want also consumers behind them. So if we refer to our communities and stock fail, other stock fails as consumerism, and we discourage that, then it means we are also discouraging for us to have clients. Mm -hmm. And I'll make an example, for example, and I hope we have enough time for this. China currently uh, is the second biggest economy in the world after USA. The difference between these two is that China produces but does not consume what it produces. When you go to America, America produces, but they also consume everything that they produce. And they consume also something else, everything else from China. But America's economy is double that of China. And, and for me, it is clear that it's because America consumes a lot. So we tend to, as black people, we tend to look at this consumerism as a negative thing. But it's actually not. It is up to us how do we actually utilize that and convert this so-called consumerism into business opportunities. So if I come back again, when we start investment stock fairs, we should not look down at those stock fairs, but rather try to find partnership with them and bring them on board so that we, when I open a supermarket as, as, as a stock fair, we should get those stock fairs to come there and buy from Who's us. Buy? Who's going to buy if so we see that? That's why this collaborative uh, effort is needed in the industry. Uh, a, a business stock fair can actually be catering for a grocery stock fair, for example. But we don't see that. So I totally hear you in terms of uh, let's not discard uh, the other types, especially from the investment ones, because it does come across sometimes like that. We are saying the progressive ones, the other ones are not progressive. Every stock fell, I this is my favorite line, every stock fell has its purpose, that it serves and it's serving its specific members for that purpose and it has done that for a reason. So uh, I always say most of the time, because I also do financial education and investment education, when people ask uh, why wouldn't you turn a, a grocery stock fell into an investment stock fell? So the most important thing to remember is if the people in that stock fell, their biggest need is food and you're saying they must go invest, you are missing the purpose. It needs to fit properly. So it needs to be an investment stock for people that are looking into investing for them to be turned into uh, those opportunities within the investment space. And I think that's where we miss it the most. If, if I may add, uh, Palisa, on this, and I think because I've spoken about investment stock fails versus uh, the rest of the stock fails, I just want to make, again, another point that we as an organization, um, when a bureau society, when people started a bureau society, as I said earlier on, the main reason for that is for bureau. So we as an association, our responsibility now is to find that long-term purpose that we can 
include as part of them. Still, you know, not taking away the reason why they are a stock firm. Add value. Add value on top of what they, they, they started the stock firm for. And I'm making Burak because that's probably the easiest. If, for example, we say this specific bureau, they've been contributing 150 for whatever purpose, uh, for, for whatever benefits that they give when there's a bureau in the, in, the, in the stock firm. And we then underwrite it, but when we say pay only 100 rand, and we still, the stock firm is still remaining with 50 rand. If stock firm has a 50 rand, and we are still giving them the same benefit that they were getting when they were paid, then the 50 rand were able to find long term out of that. Now that becomes a multifaceted stock fell. Without them, because remember, when they started the bureau, without changing exactly their main purpose, because then is that that is done by professionals, people who know what and how to invest that 50 rand and add value to them. You know, so I, I'm making that as an example because it's a project that is is already on uh, that is running. But, but we cannot expect all stock fails to think investment, investment, mm. investment. True. It is up to us as the body and those that have the, the skills to look beyond and say, what else can it be done without affecting the current stock fails? I like that, Paul. And the leveraging of each other in stock fail groups is definitely part of the revolution. Uh, before we wrap up, I just want to ask you, not from a body's perspective, just from a Polani's perspective, uh, there is this great thing that is happening with, amongst our fellows in terms of them uh, revolving and all these great opportunities that they are able to get into. But there's still challenges when it comes to groups uh, uh, getting into these opportunities. What do you think is the one thing that uh, groups can do uh, uh, in, in, in revolutionizing this whole pro in this process in order to be a success? Just one thing to uh, as part of the challenges that we face as we try to get into business with a group, for example. Yeah. One thing about Stockfells is that there is, you know, as much as there's a definition in the Bank Act exemption, but we define Stockfells ourselves. What we want to come out of Stockfelling, we define it as we go. So what has happened in the main of lately is that Stockfells there is a lot of people who are professionals within those stock fails. There's a lot of people who have made stock fails their professional career. You know, people who provide stock fail coaching, people who provide uh, stock fail, you know, any professional service that the stock fails would require. And we encourage again that. And, and, and I think if we are going to be moving forward, we need to embrace those people and allow them to give advices to the Stockfell, train them, and put them to the next course of Stockfell. Because we have to, ourselves as Stockfells, develop from one level to another. Mm -hmm. But also, there is a lot of technology now in, 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 the, in our midst, not just in the Stockfell, Stockfelling uh, community, but there's a lot of technology in general. And again, with COVID, it has forced all of us to be more closer to you know, uh, 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 technology. We have stockfells now that don't necessarily meet physically. Um, I mean, at least not all, not every month, but they will meet occasionally 
but yet every month they are able to meet through virtual uh, means. So, so those are the, the, the revolution uh, items that I've seen in Stockfields and, and which I think um, uh, they are really bringing positive change to Stockfields. And yes, I do think we should embrace them and allow them and research more and more of those to come into the, to, our, to our area and sector so that we can grow from where we are. Totally agree with that, Golani. I always say uh, contributions of stock fails are not only a financial, it's also the skills that are within the stock fails uh, that you can bring together. So you're bringing the money, the skills, the network, and we are not using them um, uh, uh, to our best advantage if we can all use everything that people come into as contribution rather than just uh, the money. But we will have a part two of this conversation. There's just so much to unpack when it comes to the, re uh, the, the, the regulation part of Stockfells as we go in. And as we know, everything that we are doing, especially as Stockfells, if we're going to be getting into business opportunities, compliance is a very important part of that. Before we close, uh, can you just give us uh, the details of where uh, Stockfell members of Stockfells can reach you? Uh, yes, contact details, please. Yeah, so you can firstly, you can go to our website. It's www.nsbsa.org.za. Uh, email address is info at nsbsa.org.za. And the contact number that you can reach us all on is 074 seven, uh, sorry, 074 Thank you very much. Since we still have a bit of time, I'd like you to repeat those contact details I'm giving you the platform. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, a, if you want to go to our website, it is www.nsbsa.org.za. And uh, on our email address is info at nsbsa.org.za. And our contact uh, telephone number is 074-480-1111. Thank you very much, Bonani. Uh, I am so excited about this postcard series because we want to partner with organizations like you. If we're going to be preaching collaboration among the groups, stop uh, doing things on your silos, let's work together in order to really uh, have a full impact out of our Stockfell groups. These are the type of conversations that you're going to have to be having. But most importantly, these are the types of doing that you're going to need to be doing in terms of execution. Um, I'm Pali Salimano. This is the Stockfell Revolution. Thank you very much. Property housing. Skills. This is revolution. Stock fair for every rural blockchain. Crypto. Women, wealth, and wealth. This is heaven. Revolution. Good cost. We are coming for everything.